Good morning, good morning. Today is February 22nd. It's Wednesday. Currently 63 degrees. Looks like it's going to get to a high of 79 today. Uh, crazy for February. Um, uh, it's cloudy right now. It looks like the sun's going to poke out a little bit. Partly cloudy this afternoon. We just have a prayer request uh, for uh, Michael and Charlotte's son, Tony. They had the surgery yesterday, it looks like. Uh, everything went well. Uh, she just said, please pray for a speedy recovery. So let's lift uh, him up in prayer and we'll start our lesson. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for everything you've given us, Lord. Give us life. And Lord, help us to just uh, follow your direction for our lives uh, today, this morning, Lord. Father, we ask that you would accomplish your will on this earth, that you would do as you see fit, Lord, as it is in heaven, that you would execute your plans, your directions. Father, provide for us our daily needs as you always do, and Lord, forgive us, help us to forgive, Lord, lead us not into temptation, deliver us, Lord. And Father, we just lift up uh, Tony, uh, Michael and Charlotte's son, we just ask for Thank you that the surgery apparently went well, Lord, but uh, we just ask for a speedy recovery, Lord, that uh, everything would go well with the healing up of his body, Lord. There would be no infection or anything, uh, any complications, Lord. Just heal up quickly and it would be a great success, Lord. And we just give the glory to you, honor to you. And so, Lord, be with us uh, now. Uh, also, I lift up uh, my brother Steve uh, in the hospital, Lord, with the heart failure. We just ask for uh, strength, that you would strengthen his heart, Lord, that you would help him to uh, uh, give up uh, whatever he needs to give up, Lord, uh, health-wise for the doctor, according to the doctor's orders. Give him that strength to do that, Lord. It's only through your strength. And then... Lord, help them to um, just to eat and drink in accordance to their plans. And know this is a very sensitive uh, condition to have, Lord. And fluids and foods and all of that have a big effect, Lord. So we just ask for uh, the strength and uh, the ability, Lord, to just follow those procedures to help them get his heart uh, strength back up to. Just allow him to get out of the bed, to be a little bit mobile more, Lord, and uh, not be uh, completely bedridden, Lord. So we just lift him up. His wife came up to you, Lord. Draw them close to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, the Holy Spirit giving life. And we have John chapter 6. <clears throat> it's a long chapter. Jesus feeds the 5,000 is the, <clears throat> the title of the first section. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tib Tiberias, and a, large and a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then he and seeing 
that a large cloud was, crowd was coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread, so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii, denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down, about five thousand in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. Also also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, Gather up the leftover fragments, that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up on and filled twelve baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world, perceiving that when they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountains by himself. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because of a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea, and they coming near the boat, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. On the next day, the crowd that remained on the other side of the sea saw that there had been only one boat there, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone away alone on the boats from Tiberias, came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum seeking Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, where did you come? Did, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill on the loaves. Of the loaves, do not work for the food that perishes, but the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, Then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have not seen me, and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. 
So the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give him for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks on my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day, for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks of my blood abides in me and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, Do you take offense at this? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning those who did not... Those, For Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe, and who it was that would betray him. And he said, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed, and we have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answered them, Did I not choose you, the twelve, and yet one of you is a devil? And he spoke of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he, the one of the twelve, was going to betray him. And now Second Corinthians chapter 3. <clears throat> titled Ministers of the New Covenant. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, as some do, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letters of recommendation, written on our hearts, to be known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. 
Such is the confidence that we have through Christ towards God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Now, if the ministry of the now, if the ministry of death carved in letters on stone came with such glory that the Israelites could not gaze at Moses' face because of its glory, which was being brought to an end, will not the ministry of the Spirit have even more glory? For if there was glory in the ministry of condemnation, the ministry of righteousness must far exceed it in glory. Indeed, in this case, what what once had glory has come to have no glory at all because of the glory that surpasses it. For if what was being brought to an end came with glory, much more will what will what is permanent have glory. Since we have such a hope, we are very bold, not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face so that the Israelites might not gaze at the outcome of what was being brought to an end. But their minds were hardened, for to this day they were read they read the old covenant that came that some Veils remain unlifted, because only through Christ it is taken away. Yes, to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. <clears throat> okay, the Holy Spirit giving life. It is the Spirit who gives life. God also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. And that's from John six sixty three and Second Corinthians three six. The Lord's new covenant of grace is a covenant of the Spirit. God also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant of the Spirit. Any approach to God other than by the Spirit results in spiritual deadness. People need life initially and continually. We need it initially because we were spiritually dead due to sin and guilt, and you were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, and were by nature children of wrath, Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. The only remedy for such spiritual death is spiritual life. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5. People also need life continually. For the letter kills. If we were left to our best efforts after we were given new life in Christ, we would be struggling under a human performance bondage of rules and regulations that is spiritually deadening. Jesus came to earth to offer people fullness of life. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. 
John 10.10. Jesus taught that if we look to him for our spiritual nutrition, we would find ongoing life. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life, John 6.35. Jesus did not refer to himself as a leader establishing a new religion. Rather, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, John 14.6. When the early disciples were freed from prison, they were not told to recruit members to a movement. Instead, they were instructed to go, stand in the temple, and speak to the people all the words of this life. Acts 5.20 The life Jesus provides is His life expressed in and through us. Christ is our life, Colossians 3.4. That life produces a lifestyle marked by His love, his joy, his peace, his wisdom, his courage, and whatever else is of his holy character. The new covenant of his grace holds forth this life, and the Holy Spirit delivers that life into humble, trusting hearts. It is the Spirit who gives life. Lord Jesus, you are my life. I have no other hope or source for finding true life. I praise you for your patience with me, when I try to produce a Christ-liked life by rules and regulations, Lord, just as you gave me life initially, please flood me now with a new measures of your life as I humbly rely upon your spirit. Amen. Amen and amen. Have a great day, guys. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you.